You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Great party number two, Holly. Oh my God. 2.0, you can redeem yourself. <laughs> no, Let's go. There's no redemption oh. for me. You're right, you freaking Sith. Oh, I bet the Sith would have yeah. a dance party. <sighs> I don't, I think they're too, I don't, I think they're too selfish for that. I don't think I so. I see a dance party as something that we're all enjoying and we do it for each okay, other, right? Here it is. The you know, sweat, the glory, no, it's no. for all of us. You know when you watch yeah. Letterkenny and there's that group of emo kids yes. and they have that one Is weird that dance in the gym? No, that's oh, the Sith. Jesus. I just imagine that would be their sad yeah. Sith. Yeah. Ew. Imagine yeah, ew, this. Yeah. All okay. of the creepy creeps on Exegol. Yes. That would, but no, dancing okay, that would under be a black disgusting. light. <laughs> I am out on that. that. Now I have a visual in my mind. I'll ne- you know, <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Ew, I'm not. That would ruin Ray's moment. Well, Nettie said he would be down for a Sith rave, so move over, Ray. Seriously. This entire podcast has gone Sith. I thought there was hope for the light for this entire podcast and our patron knights and masters, and they've gone full-fledged dark. I know. Full-fledged. But, like, what's the problem? There's a lot of problems. <laughs> There's no balance in this podcast. That's okay. I'll, I'll Luke and I will keep the fight up ourselves. Fight Someone the good fight, to. guys. Someone has to fight. This podcast this is, a rebellion. is going to the dark side. This podcast is going to the dark side. Guys, uh, uh, there were some Sith plots here in the beginning. Had a really great stream going. Had a couple dance raves before we went live. And then, you know, cut to going live. Had a great introduction. And, you know, when you have 10 windows, you know, on your computer and, and your, your, your Skype window is blocking the go live mm-hmm. button and you're watching the preview yep. and Streamlabs, uh-huh. common mistake. You know what? Common mistake. We don't want your excuses. You're right. Thank you. You're right. It's an excuse. But guys, happy Star Wars Day. I'm going to say it again because it's the best day of the year. It's like Christmas. It is like Christmas without the tree and the presents. Well, presents, maybe. Typically, I give myself presents on Star Wars Day. Typically, I go out and I buy an absurd amount of collectibles and waste a lot of money, and I put them in a case and never take them out. I didn't do that this year, Holly. Yeah, congratulations. It's a recession still. Uh We're in a pandemic. I figured, you know what? Anything could happen. I should stop buying toys, at least this year. It's like, do we get sushi for lunch or do we get Black Series figures? It's like you have to weigh your options But one lasts forever. Yeah, the memory of eating the sushi. I don't know. Well, so the cramps. I feel a little nauseous Ew. right now. A little too much sushi, uh, if you ask me. But it was a lunch and dinner combination. Linner. So trying to, trying to, linner. There you go. Slunch. I, I actually like that better. Because <laughs> that's how I feel after Ew. something like that. A, a smorgasbord of, of fish. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed your Star Wars day. Um, didn't watch the, the Bad Batch. Didn't watch the bad. I'm kidding. Of course, we watched the bad batch. That was an entire live stream dedicated to it. But you know, after you watch the bad batch, go check out the other couple of specials uh, that they released on 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 Disney Plus today. Holly, it was biomes, Mm -hmm. and I think it was a Luke was at a a a ships kind of fly through. I can't remember what they called it. Fly through. Yeah, those things were freaking. I didn't know what to expect. I think it's going to be one of those obscure things that people are going to be like, "What? What the hell was that?" Not not on the scale of the holiday special. Be like, what? I loved it. I was just picturing myself being a bird flying over Hoth 
Um, biomes on biomes yeah i know that thing was oh. great i would just put that on repeat because yeah. it had such i mean you really felt like great. oh the music was great so good um yes the music was great it was all composed by a woman yeah. um which is fantastic and just the imagery was so beautiful it was. also like kind of funny yeah so definitely check it out if you haven't seen it because i it so did they recycle St- old Star Wars music, or was it a brand in a new arrangement, or a brand new composition? I think it was brand about. new. I think it was all brand yeah. new. Um, yeah, and it looked like you know they had taken some shots from some of the more recent movies. Yep. I think with the with the, the 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 crafts and the innards of them. I think because some of that looked too. Re- I'm like, that's not anime. That's not computer graphics. Wait, are you talking about biomes or the ship one? Uh, the ship t- one specifically, but a lot oh, of okay. real world shots. Yeah, yeah. of the. Uh, a couple surprises. Vader's castle was so badass. Guys, I promise we're going to get to live streams in a second. But Vader's castle, you don't ever get that kind of perspective. This is, again, we're back to biomes and we're not in yeah, the ship. Yeah, sorry. Michael That's keeps bouncing back and forth. That's how my brain works. Is that okay? You know, so much going on. Yeah. Live stream. Are we streaming? Are we not streaming? Can you hear us? Can you not hear us? What are we does talking it all about mean? biomes? Are we talking about the, the freighters? I don't know. Existential crisis of a galactic size. Daily. Yeah. Daily. But no, the bi- they were both great. But the biomes one, you're right, Holly. You could just put that like I just kind of want that as like I know background. It was all the very time. soothing. It's like our Apple TV kind of plays mm-hmm. shots like that where they have like drones and stuff. Why don't you brag about it? Why don't you brag about it? Um, jeez. Anyway, no, that's I was just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I was just giving you a hard time. No, that was a nice. That was a Christmas present. Yeah. Why don't you brag about it? Why don't you brag about <laughs> it? Why don't you brag about all the presents you get, Michael? You ass. Um. But guys, we watched Bad Batch, as I hope you have, and boy, what an introduction! You know, not to the Bad Batch, but to the series. Um, gotta say, off the off the start, pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Did not know what to expect. Not completely invested in these guys, but we trust in the animation. We trusted the storytelling, um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Holly, uh, up front, what, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was good. I think up front, I probably want to watch it again just to yeah. kind of take it in and actually, like, yeah. see, like, the small details and have time to think about yeah, it, phrasing, I think. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, overall, it was engaging. It was exciting. There was a lot of action in it. So yeah. that, was, that was good. Yeah. Luke, how about you? Did you end up getting a couple viewings in? Yeah, although I did not see it on a big screen. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched it twice on my phone as I was working. Mm. Um, was the best way for me to fit in a couple viewings uh, today. So I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch it again in a, you know, on the regular TV screen to get that full, full visual experience. Oh boy. <sighs> There's some shots in there. Holly and I were talking about some of the visuals in this episode. A lot of rain when you're on that waterfall. So just cool, just fog coming up. Mm -hmm. Visually, it was very Mm -hmm. stunning. A lot of awesome shots. Okay, so we're just assuming everybody who's who's watching this has already seen it because there will be spoilers about the show on this stream. So if you haven't seen it, get out. But there's one scene in particular in the beginning where it's Hunter... And Caleb Doom. Yep. And he's running away from Hunter because he thinks he's going to kill him. And he has to jump across this chasm to the other side. That's a nice word. Nice word choice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I just pulled that one out of nowhere. Right out of your mouth. 
um, a chasm. Yeah. But he jumps across it, and then it kind of, like, pans out, and you just see him standing there with his lightsaber ignited and then Hunter standing on the other side, and they're kind of staring at each other. And then, like, in the background, you get the waterfall coming down and all the steam coming up off yeah. of it, and it's just, like... I don't know. Something about that scene, I was like, that is a great shot. It was awesome. Yeah, the, the waterfall looked amazing. It, it all looked amazing. And there's a lot of a lot of rain scenes, mm-hmm. dark and gloomy. That's Holly's, that's her jam. Oh, my God. Today it was, was so like rainy. And then, uh, yeah. Minus the rebellion and the, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good union but boys <laughs> up there. Yeah, would, they would never. They would never, yeah. Probably not. But I, um, I don't know, just like the weather today was really stormy and rainy and then it was like a little bit cooler yeah. and then the show was really dark and rainy and it was just like a good ambiance. It definitely felt like today. It felt like we were in the Star Wars universe here in mm-hmm. Ohio and all the monsoon that we are getting. Um, but let's, let's, let's start from the beginning. Uh, I was, I feel silly saying I was kind of shocked, but I was shocked how much this just felt like a continuation of Clone Wars. I, I think people have probably alluded to that or said it right out but uh you kind of you kind of understand that quickly when they come in with the clone wars logo and it dissipates into the bad batch and then you get the uh the uh commander i can never remember his name general what's his face um who does the intro clone wars um luke will probably remember this and i'll be embarrassed but he uh does the intro here and you're like i feel like we're just back in clone wars this is crazy um so i i was a little shocked by that but man i'll tell you what it's so funny that we see our, our boy Kanan uh, at this point, a young Caleb Doom. We were actually just having a conversation about this on our latest casual council um, the other night. It hasn't aired, so you guys haven't heard it yet, but uh, Scotty was talking about how much he wanted to see more Kanan Jarrus content um, and, and how pumped he would be if they, you know, had a series about him or some, you know, some more footage or, or whatever we could get. So I know he was jumping for joy here right off the bat on this one. Um, and in our discussion, I was like, you know, I really don't, if you want to show him every night, like once in a while or like in a shot or something or a sequence, like that's cool. But like, I don't really need any more Canaan. I'm, I'm so satisfied with the Canaan that I got. And I've read about, you know, his, his early times as Canaan jars and, and his, his end, uh, as a, a Jedi Knight, a Jedi master. Um, I was so fulfilled with his story that we got. I, I really didn't see a need for it, but boy, did they do a great job of giving us something to care about in the beginning? Cause I thought that was, that was something that we needed to be a little worried about. Well, are we going to care about these bad batch guys? Yeah, well, okay, let's put him on the side of someone that we love, even if he looks a little different. Um, but if it were just any other, you know, Jedi Knight out there, maybe we wouldn't have such a connection with it. But uh, Holly, how did you feel about that opening sequence? Um, first, I want to say that uh, Nettie asked if it was uh, supposed to be Ularen. General Ularen, yeah, yeah. Thank Ularen. you. Ularen. He's an, he's an admiral, admiral Jesus. Shoot. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. He could have been a private for all I know. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't. Nice pull, Nettie. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, thank you, Nettie. Uh, yes. At first, I really liked having Kanan there because you guys know my affection for Rebels. Mm-hmm. But the more that I think about it, the more I maybe don't okay. appreciate it as much. Okay. I just don't feel like it was really necessary. It, I don't want to say ran. It didn't feel random because you're at the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, I just didn't feel like it needed to be there. Interesting. 
So you and I are on opposite ends of that chasm. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, sure. I think I nailed it. Uh, you could Full say circle. We're on different pages in the same book. Okay. Hey, that's as long as I'm in the book with you. You're in the book. Oh, that's the okay. nicest thing. I think <laughs> the second nicest. You said another nice thing to me on the podcast at one point. We'll put this at number two. Okay. Yeah. You don't even remember number one though. Okay. Pretty meaningful. Well, but I don't know. I liked it when it was happening, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, uh, maybe I didn't like it as much. Luke, I feel like she's breaking my heart here live on the podcast. I, I was a naysayer for more Kanan, you know, Caleb do material. Um, we, we thought we were going to get some sort of sequence where the Bad Batch are out there and they're kind of like, what the hell is going on? We thought we might see some Jedi die and, and this would affect them of some sort. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I, I'm invested because I know and love this character. Yeah, I know his future, but like... Same team here, Bad Batch, you know, Caleb Doom, same team here. Like, you're going to watch these clone troopers try and kill a kid? That's obviously going to affect them, and someone that we know and love. It makes a lot of sense to me now. I didn't know I needed that, but I think I did. Yeah, I was getting really pumped when I, I realized it was Deepa Balaba, who's the first Jedi that we see the there. Um, so I was like, oh, oh boy. We're getting Caleb Doom. We're getting young yeah. Kanan. Um, so I, I texted you guys early this morning when I put it on just like three fire emojis yeah. and said, I'm not, I'm nine minutes in. It was my reaction to this basically opening yeah. sequence. Um, I, I was, I was very excited because I knew, or I didn't know, but I, I was pretty sure we were going to see order 66 in some fashion and how the bad batch, um, reacted to order six and what order 66 and what they did. It was a big kind of question we all discussed going yeah. into this over the past several months and year. Uh, and so I think it was good to do, you know, show their reaction and involvement in order 66 or lack of involvement, um, by including a character that we're really familiar with and really attached yeah. to. And I was also really pumped, uh, because I don't know if I, either of you have read the, um, the Kanan Jarrus comic series that came out in 2015, but I was kind of late to the comic game, you know, and I really got into the deep dive and like, late 2019 probably starting mm -hmm. out um and that was one of the first ones that i had grabbed when i started getting into them um my local library had several of the like volumes where you could get mm -hmm. like a whole series basically in, in one book and uh grabbed it and read it and it was it's great you see kind of in that comic series you see kanan's experience with order 66 with master balaba mm -hmm. and uh i was like oh sh oh is this the same planet because they say they're on collar yeah. And, you know, it had been a while since I read it, and I didn't know. So I went back to the comic today in the Marvel Unlimited app and kind of read the first issue, which goes over this. And uh, sure enough, they pulled that directly from that comic that they're on the planet Collar when this yeah. happens. Um, Deepa Balaba's clone commander's Captain Gray, who I don't know if they actually said it in the dialogue, but if you have closed captioning on or the audio descriptions on, which I did the second time I watched it, it refers to her commander in those scenes as, as commander gray. So I like that they sort of honored yeah. that comic, um, by pulling in those details that they're on call or that the, the clone commanders, captain gray. Um, it's obviously a little bit different yeah. than the way it plays out in the comic. Cause there's no bad batch in the comic because yeah. they weren't <laughs> the bad batch. Sort of conceived of yeah. yet <laughs> at that time. Uh, but no, I was really kind of excited to 
experience Order 66 um, in this way to see, you know, it, it animated with, with Caleb Doom. I'll have to check those comics out because yeah. I've really started liking the comics and getting into them more. And I yeah. don't think that we've really been taking full advantage of that Marvel app. No. <laughs> um, Haven't been getting our money's worth. Yeah. Lately. So I'll have to check those out. I did. What, Michael, I think you might have had a premonition about doing our Rebels recap episode like a week ago, and then we get uh -huh. <laughs> Caleb, Doom, Chiquita, and Jared. Yeah. It, was, it was good because I was in the Rebels mindset. And, and But even as much as I, I was like, I am completely satisfied with my Kanan content. I don't really need it anymore. Yeah. But it, this worked for me, and, and, and I'll eat my words. And, and that, that, to me, boy, that is... That shows me that they know what they're doing because I was a skeptic and you you pulled me in. It made sense, but it wasn't too much. Yeah. And I loved that. I loved that we didn't have a rehash of Order 66. That was one of my concerns when we talked about this. I don't want to just see the rehash of a bunch of Jedi dying like we saw. It's wasted time. We all know what happens. Give us something else that we haven't necessarily seen on screen so everyone has an idea of what Caleb's really gone through. You could literally end his story there, and we won't really need to see anymore. I kind of hope they do. I don't really need to see him again. I was a little worried when they went searching for him in the woods. I was like, oh, no, he's going to be with them. He's going to be part of the Bad Batch or something. No. And then, which, who knows? It, it could eventually happen. Well, but, I thought that he, yeah. he that would be the last time that we would see yeah. him until we, like, until he's older and in Rebels. But yeah. um, in, in that moment, I'm glad you brought that up because I also, so her, who, who did Luke say, Commander Gray? Yeah. When he's like standing behind oh, Depavlapa so in the sad. shot and you see him like get a mm. message on his comm and he like puts yeah. his hand up to his helmet and then he steps off screen. Like yeah. I immediately knew you know, what bad. was happening and uh, that he was getting that transmission, that order to execute order 66. Yeah. And in my head I was like, oh my God, I can't go through this again. Um, so <laughs> I'm very glad that they didn't really show it happening yeah. so i'm glad you brought that up because i share that same sentiment <laughs> i I, lo I love that she just turns told him to run i know like don't like don't but even I, try I, this is jumping ahead slightly but i want to you know the talking about the trauma of experiencing it again i thought it was a really powerful image though when they did show when they got back to camino oh yeah um that dead yeah. jedi on the stretcher with the cloth over them and the lightsaber fell yeah. out to, to really let you know, like, that was a Jedi who was killed there on Kamino. And and I, I was wondering if they were going to reveal the identity of that Jedi because there's uh, sort of the the mystery of Shock T, the Togruton yeah. Jedi Master, who there there's two different deleted scenes where she dies in Revenge of the Sith. But they were both deleted, yeah. so I think it's still out there, like, whatever happened to Shock T? And in, like, the Clone War, she was stationed on Kamino a lot as, like, the main yep. Jedi liaison. Absolutely. Watching things on Kamino. And so I was like, oh, is this Shakti? Are they going to reveal that this is where Shakti died? Right. Because um, it's all over the place in, the, like, canon speculation, I think. But no, it didn't really reveal who that Jedi was. I, I, I couldn't tell, at least. Um, but it, that was just really powerful imagery. That would make sense. I didn't even make that connection. I just... For some reason, I was thinking they were bringing the Jedi they they destroyed here, like you know, as proof. But like, why would Camino be the staging ground for that? I, I don't know. But you're right; it could have been Shakti on Camino, like overseeing operations, and I mean, completely outnumbered at that point. Like you wouldn't stand a chance. So great pull, Luke. Hey, 
Maybe we can hit up Dave Filoni and get on one of those GMA, <laughs> you know, Good Morning America <laughs> Skype calls or Zoom calls with Dave Filoni. Oh. Wasn't invited. I, did you guys watch that clip? Ugh. I wanted the jacket he had. He had the jacket sick. with, um, it had the Ahsoka painted clone helmet so on it. Sick. I was like, oh, I want Wait, that jacket. What are you guys talking about? Uh, it's cool. Filoni was on Good Morning yeah. America today. Today? To Holly, you would know because our podcast yeah. wasn't invited like all the other Star Wars creators. I'm not bitter. Like, we just weren't invited. Wait, other yeah. Star Wars podcasts called yeah. into it? Yep, 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 yep. Why? Yep. I, it was a time, it was just, they, GMA always does this on Star Wars Day. They, they oh. allow people to ask questions and stuff. Yeah, it's ABC, so they're exactly. all in the in the Disney family, so they're promoting the, the brand and everything. Interesting. But did you, I wonder if you guys had this reaction, because I, it, it really struck me uh, the first time, and even the second watch, Hearing Freddie Prinze Jr.'s voice come out of the younger Caleb yep. model, uh, it, it really yeah. threw me because, like, I when I hear that, he's got kind of a gravelly, mm -hmm. gruff voice, yep. and he's like got what got to be in his forties yep. now. And they didn't do too much to manipulate it. I think they told him like try to sound more yeah. kitty, which he did a little bit, but it was still kind of. Uh, it sounded like an older voice, yes. so like I I couldn't get the image of the actual Freddie Prince Jr. Uh -huh. like out of my yep. head. Like I <laughs> as I was hearing the I voice, get trying to it, like clashed it. a little. Like I, I it took me out of it a little bit. Holly and I were like, "Is it Freddie Prince Jr.?" Like because you could tell someone was trying really hard, but like I don't know. It, it he looks much younger there, but he sounds like a full fledged adult. So you're right. That kind of that that was a little uh, off putting, but I think they probably figured, hey, we're not gonna. He's not gonna have much of a presence. Like, let's let's honor Freddie Prince. Let's let's keep it consistent. But yeah. and he's a huge fan, so it's huge, cool for him to do it. I would love for him to do more because um, I think he's a great voice actor. He's not someone that you think of being a voice actor, but he's fan freaking tastic at it. Um, I think of him in Summer Catch. Holly, did you watch Summer What's Catch? That? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. No, okay. I can't. If you didn't watch these heartthrobs in the early 2000s, then apparently you just weren't a fan. That's in cool. the early 2000s. Holly's like, I was just born. I was like. Michael, like, why would I be watching heartthrobs? I was like 10. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Moving on. Anyway. So <laughs> let's, let's go to Camino. Let's go to Camino, right? Our, our heroes go back. And it's kind of interesting to see their just daily lives. Like even the, the 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 they call them the regs and I love that the regs and they're they're in the <laughs> yeah. mess hall messing around calling them calling them the sad batch and stuff like that like that was actually like a pretty good slam it was, it was a good it was a great <laughs> that slam. was I mean that was impressive <laughs> I was like I feel bad that they're doing that but man hey they're gonna whoop your ass but that hey nice little slam <laughs> sad batch yeah I thought that was awesome but it's cool kind of seeing that as much as we kind of think of them as robots they still have some you know, individuality, even with this chip in their head. So I thought that was kind of interesting, seeing the barracks and the Bad Batch and all that cool stuff. But the scene with the Emperor, I, I, they've they've done this a couple times now, um, you know, I, with this, this scene of the Emperor, but every time it just rings, that speech he gives in the Senate, I thought it was really effective, and to see how the troopers responded when he was saying, hey, we're going to be a galactic empire, and they're like, yeah, and the Bad Batch is like, wait. What? Like, I <laughs> thought that was super awesome. Um, you guys, any, any reactions to kind of seeing the innards there on Camino? We, we haven't, as much as we've seen Camino in episode two and stuff, we haven't really dug into the life of Camino there. Holly, anything um, interesting? 
No, I don't think so. Okay, Luke, anything? I mean, just it was cool to see. Yeah, it's interesting to see all the clones post-Order 66 in, in transitioning to the Empire at the same time that uh, they're setting the stage with Tarkin to say, like, oh, they don't want the clones anymore. The clones are too expensive, I guess. Mm. He said we could do recruits for half the cost because I think I think before George Lucas fully stepped out of the picture, really, he's been asked this before about, like, I don't know, the clones seem pretty good in the prequels. And then you get to the stormtroopers in the Imperial era and the old joke about like, they can't hit anything. They're not very good soldiers. Um, And I think George even said like, oh yeah, by the time of a new hope, they're not the clones anymore. They've been phased out and they're just people, you know, pressed into service around the galaxy or maybe volunteered um, for service. So I think it's interesting that they're like laying that, groundwork to kind of support what George said Absolutely. in uh, the fact that Tarkin's like, Oh yeah, we don't need the clones anymore. I, I'll, I'll, I think we'll do this with recruits instead. And I even think there's a little more to it all than just, you know, cost savings. I, I, this was my favorite part of this, this episode and, and who knows Tarkin may be the, one of the best parts of this series. I love that he's our villain. I love that we're giving him something to do. Uh, Cause as, as you know, as menacing as he is, we don't see him a lot in star Wars. You get him a little bit in the comic books. He has a novel. Um, you know, we know he kind of butts heads with, with other moths and, and, and even, um, Oh God, Thrawn at times. And even, um, Oh God, director Krennic. You see some of this, this kind of knocking of heads in the comic books and stuff, but, uh, him coming off that, that shuttle was epic. And the first thing Holly says as Tarkin walks out of the shuttle is what Holly? I don't remember. Nice behind. No, okay. That's not not what I said. He was, he like walked towards the camera and then it kind of like the view changed and he was walking away from the camera. And I said, does Tarkin have a badonkadonk? You did. I forgot that's what you said. (laughs) And Michael said, no, Holly. It's just a uniform. A, stop checking out. Fictional yeah. cartoon characters, Absolutely. butts, yeah. and B, it's literally he's wearing balloon pants. It's the pants. It's the old he, school. It's like he went shopping at Hot Topic and had to Back get the parachute pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, there's definitely some some old World War One references there with the uniform, but it was so funny that you thought his ass was <laughs> midway down his back thigh. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Is that an animation flaw? You see, have a really <laughs> saggy ass. You know what though? Because <laughs> It's not yeah. there from the front. Phrasing, it's not. I, I would be really concerned if it was. No, it, there is a little bit. It's just right, more right. prominent. Okay, we'll stop yeah. objectifying Phrasing. this. Yeah, can we? Awful... This makes him less menacing when we objectify him, right? I mean, we, we shouldn't. I mean. But he was the best part of this episode for me. There's a lot of great moments, but I loved when he went and had the conversation with uh, the Kaminoans. Um, oh, gosh, what is her name? Oh, I don't remember. Oh boy, I had it. Which I one? Forgot it. The kind of the one, the prominent one who's there all the time with what's his face, and I don't remember. I don't remember oh. any of the Kaminoans' names. There's Lama Sue's the dude. Lama Sue's there. And then he's, the other one. And then Nala maybe was the okay. the female who was with Omega yep. and stuff. I love they were sitting there having that conversation, and and like Luke mentioned, you know, there could be a, a real cost savings with the recruits, but there's a disrespect there. 
with the clone. The Tarkin doesn't, you know, Tarkin's been through the Clone Wars with the clones, but like to me, there seems like there's this disrespect, and it takes me back to um, Lost Stars. And uh, Tarkin showing up on that planet. Yeah, and recruiting the kids. Doing some recruiting. I think this, like, this is what Tarkin, Tarkin loves the presence that he brings, and he loves the, um, the, the just his presence, his impression that he puts on people, and that is his power. That is his influence, and he loves that. And I think thinking that we're going to continue this empire with clones, like, that takes away some of that. Yeah. That's it. What 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 is my big role here? I am the recruiter. I bring in people. To me it was it was personal. Like we're, we're I don't give a shit if it's half the price to have clones. We're getting rid of these things. That's at least how I took it. How about you, Holly? I'll tell you this much. I I'm sorry but I didn't feel bad for the Kaminoans that they broke this that he came in and broke this contract. I was like, "Well, maybe." Yeah, you were talking some Maybe. Shit. It was great. Yeah, get over it. Get over it, Cameron Owens. Your war machine. It's like it wasn't their fault. Hello. Kind of was. You make a deal with the devil. Yeah. Oh sure, we'll create yeah. clones yep. for your yeah for your soldiering. Yeah. I don't know. I just like and then all the procedures they do on them without their consent. I was just like, it serves them right. Oh man, Holly Holly's having a full on dialogue while the show is going on about like, I hope kids that are watching the show understand that that's not okay. Okay. I would, yeah. I, I understand the messaging. I understand what you're trying to get across. Like, hey, maybe we put that on social media. Maybe we wait until the show's over. Like all the way over. I mean, we don't want people to think that we have an agenda that leans towards Oh no, I was just saying maybe Kaminoan we can finish writes. the episode so we don't miss anything. <laughs> oh. Holly <laughs> doesn't realize that she's talking through the entire episode while scrolling. I don't know how I you actually watch phone. anything. Okay. And sometimes I am on my phone and I take notes. Yeah, yeah. So we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. But I wasn't this time though. Luke, he seems like the 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 perfect menace here for us, you know? We, it was cool bringing in Thrawn into Rebels, but I, I, I kind of want this to be a heavy Tarkin series, right? Yeah, it seems like at least it will be for a little while. Uh, you know, they've set him up as the main adversary for the, the Bad Batch right now because he wants to sort of phase out the clones yeah. and um, certainly ones who don't follow orders. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how long that will be the case. Um, I feel like it won't be through the entire yeah. season. I think we will get some different, um, you know, he'll kind of be in the background, but I think they're going to go through some adventures with more immediate concerns yeah. than Tarkin once they kind of initially break away. But I think he'll come back around and come back into the story. Definitely. Um, but I think there'll be, you know, some subplots along the way that won't, you know, directly involve him. Absolutely. It's cool. It's cool that we're going to, we're getting a little more background. It's always a topic of discussion. Like what actually happened to the clones? I mean, we know the what happened to some of them, but how were they discontinued? Was it just mass murder and they pushed everyone into the ocean on, uh, on Camino? Like what did they do? I don't know if we'll get that deep, but discontinued. discontinued. Could you guys decommission yeah. these humans? We don't need them anymore. I, hey, yeah. well, at least we see, according to rebels, they get to retire at some point. That's true. Some of them do, you know? right? Yeah. But <laughs> all of them can't get, get that choice, right? I mean, like, I don't know. Well, it, Holly brings up a lot of good points about, like, um, this isn't the first 
time I've heard philosophers of Star Wars talk about like what does it mean that the the Jedi Order signed up to like this war machine of producing beings yeah. solely for battle and you know Yoda at the very beginning of the Clone Wars the first episode of the Clone Wars ever is off with those clones and he talks about you know um you're luminous beings each one of you you've been created in the force so like you are all luminous beings because they're kind of like just the clones he's with are thinking they're just cogs in the machine um but he's like no i see the individual in you i see the force in you um so there's that there's that sort of conflict like most of the jedi didn't know they were being created it was a secret order by Sifo-Dyas originally manipulated by Dooku and Sidious and all that jazz <laughs> complicated yeah. convoluted story there um but then once they find out they're there and they're in this bind then they utilize this source um, so they're like yeah we didn't ask for it but now that it's here and we're utilizing it, it it I think it certainly has a corrupting effect on them and is I think George partly saying this is this is part of their downfall that they went along with a scheme like this to use use other beings in this way um even if it, the the ends they were trying to achieve were noble to restore peace back to the galaxy after it fractured but it it, it compromised them in, in serious ways absolutely yeah i just i just feel like there's a good opportunity for lucasfilm to touch on you know, these issues of ethics and, you know, morality and things like that, because I mean, they have such a big platform for it and it's already out there and yeah. they're literally creating a whole TV show about these clones realizing, you know, they have this individuality, but they're different and they're treated different because of it. We just got this in the 70 minute episode where we see other clones they turn on the bad batch all the time because they're different you have omega coming up to them in the cafeteria and sitting Mm -hmm. with them and saying like i'm not the only one who's different yeah you know and i just i'm interested to see if they keep going with that theme Mm -hmm. um or if this you know if that kind of dies off and it just goes somewhere else i think i think they will i think they're gonna delve into this because it's still a kid's show and it's still a kid's show yeah we and i i think this is going to be something that these guys are going to be grappling with for a while. Um, I mean, Hunter just said, we're going to go lay low for a while. Um, But I mean, (laughs) they're going to, they have a lot to process. And now that they're going to be hunted by their own people, Mm -hmm. it's going to get even more complicated, especially if they have to start killing some of them just to survive. I mean, it's going to be interesting too. Now we're going to get, you know, the perspective on this from someone who isn't a Jedi, like every time we're interacting with these clones, it seems like there's Jedi around and no one's really like contemplating with the idea of like, Oh, so many of them are dying. But like when it's their own kind, we do sometimes with, with Rex and, and some of the commanders that, that, you know, have a little more agency. Like we, we see that, but I think with these guys, we're really going to dig deep because they're going to have a lot to, especially since uh crosshair, which we're going to get to that bastard oh, here in a second, uh, called it. Um, we're going to see a lot of that. I think we're going to get, we're, we're going to have plenty of time to, if this series is going to go on, we're going to have plenty of time to dig into that. The other thing is like, we had seven seasons of the clone wars to really humanize these clones. And it's like, now that we have the bad batch boy, we are really dehumanizing them to really, you know, bring up that bad batch and, and give them, you know, 
give them their due. And, and it's just, it's, it's interesting how much time we have with these clones and how different things are now. Um, it, it's amazing how in 70 minutes I care about these guys now and where we're going. And I think it's some of these bigger topics that we were just talking about, seeing where they're going to go with the story that it, it's going to make things really interesting. Um, well, let's talk about Omega for a second. Um, oh, yeah. Get, let, I, I am ignoring the chat. That is my I have. I'm on the chat. Phrasing. But um, quick question. Yeah. Because not everything has to be serious all of the time. No, a lot of comedy here. A lot of comedy <laughs> in the show, too. I'm, I'm yes. loving Wrecker. Like, Luke was on that Wrecker train, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm team Wrecker now. I am so, team Wrecker. So, question for Luke. The fam wants to know... How, on a scale of 1 to 10, this is me paraphrasing, how much you appreciated the scene in the cafeteria with Wrecker and the food tray? <laughs> that, that wasn't my favorite, favorite comedy. I, I, had a, I had a really interesting development in terms of my, um, it, the comedy parts of The Bad Batch. Like everyone is aware, I was a huge Wrecker yeah. fan in Clone Wars Season oh, 7, God. his sort of slapstick and... Um, his slapstick style, but I, I shifted Here in comes. this episode. I was like, the betrayal. My God, Tech. Tech is my Let's favorite. Go. I love the lines from Tech uh, when he was ribbon wrecker all the time about how like dense he is. Um, you know, because wrecker's the brawn, yeah. and Tech's Tech's the smart guy. Um, I got a lot of um, I got a lot of joy out of out of Tech this episode. He was my Moved into my number one comedy ranking of the Bad Batch. Overtook wow. Wrecker. I always thought Luke you know, was a Donatello fan too. Oh so that makes God. a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, I I actually also really appreciated Tech in this episode yeah. because to me, like, Tech really like had all the information and there's so many different moments in this show, in this episode where he had the information, everyone was talking about it, and he just didn't share it. And oh, then yeah. at the last minute he'd be like, what? It's because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And everyone, why didn't you tell us that? Yeah. I don't know. He, he just is so, is like, matter of fact. Exactly. And it comes across as being funny, but yep. I don't think that he's meaning to be funny. He's so aware of everyone else's, like, specialities. <laughs> specialities. Nailed it. He's so aware of everyone else. He calls Hunter out all the time. And and and, and he, I think he even maybe goes through all their kind of special skills, but he's not very aware of his own. Um, I mean, he is, but he isn't, and and how people interact with him around him, it's great. But guys, I don't want to say that I called it, but um, crosshair oh. Oh, is boy. a little ass, and I knew it. I knew it makes it more interesting, though. It wouldn't be as interesting if they weren't grappling with one of their own turning on them and having to deal with that. I, honestly, I think he's gone. I mean, Holly thought they were going to go back and rescue him. It's going to be, you know, all, all, all uh, high okay. fives. Well, I think he's gone for good. I also thought that they were going to go back and rescue yeah. that poor droid that uh, got absolutely <laughs> obliterated, and nobody did. About him. Like, oh, what? What the hell? You're right. So I am just way off. I feel like we've seen that droid in the past. We may have seen it in Clone Wars. I can't remember. Yeah, that poor droid. Yeah, there's there's medical droids on Camino. Is a good arc. Yeah, in, uh, season six with. Um, oh, I, was, I thought that uh, maybe they'll go back, Holly. Maybe <gasps> Omega says you don't understand. No, there were. He's important. <laughs> there were multiple times, and then. Yeah. yeah all on. I'm gonna say is when she told them where everyone had moved their stuff. 
Yeah. And they went to get their stuff before they left Camino. Yep. I was like, well, maybe they'll find the droid. And the droid. Tech seems like the perfect guy Could to put fix it back it. together. Exactly. But no. <laughs> Once again, it was ripped. I don't from feel my like hands. we're done from Camino. Someone's got to be there on the base, uh, making sure you know information doesn't get out. It seems like he's on the good side, so maybe we got someone on the inside that could take phrasing. care of some business. Phrasing. Okay, moving on. But crosshair, not a hard turn. This wasn't, mm. you know, I, I mean, kind of hard phrasing, but. You know, kind of on again, off again. Still was within the group. Still going to the mess hall. Still hanging out. But maybe would make snide comments. Oh, you should have killed that kid. Yada yada yada. I mean, he did try to kill Caleb Doob. Like he was straight Multiple up times. shooting to kill. I thought he was trying to stun him at first, and no. absolutely not. But they didn't question him. They just saw all these clones mm-hmm. shoot down his master, and then they're not questioning why one of their own is trying to shoot him down. I. Would be. But remember, like, when Hunter, like, we all think, like, you know, they're all, they're having this transformation. They're the good guys and they fight evil. But it's like, for most of that episode, Hunter's like, it's just a job. Just a job. Like, we go out, do a mission, we come back. That's it. That's all it is to them. So without the information, they're not going to be one to jump on and say, we're hopping on the good side of history. Like, they're just like, well, we need to get, you know, we we don't really trust too many people. We're kind of used um, I love that you brought up that scene in the mess hall because it just seems like, yeah, they're the odd guys out, but, like, they could whoop everyone's ass. And, I mean, they do in that fight. For sure. But, like, they don't, they're just not very welcomed there. So it's just like, we're not going to jump to conclusions here. And they're di- yeah, they're just different. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. It took them a while to process that. But Crosshair, I mean... I think he's fully gone. Luke, I mean, is there any saving crosshair here, or is that guy, is he too far gone? I mean, they they, they kind of just, you know, blew up that chip in his head. Like, I feel like there may be no saving this guy at this point. Well, I think you need to listen to Omega a little yeah, bit Michael. more. Michael, because you've been really harsh on crosshair. She went yeah. to him, and yes. she said, Not your fault. I wrote down the all the dialogue yes. in my notes. Yeah. I know what you're going to do. But please don't. I know it's not your fault. You can't help it. His chip just happens to work better than the other ones in the in the bad batch. And then they went and ramped his chip up to (laughs) eleven in that little, you know, adjustment uh, session they did. And so yeah, now now I think he's definitely gonna be very hard to to bring back out of that unless they remove his chip altogether, which maybe some somewhere down the line we'll see that. But Michael it was, I don't think it was his fault, like Omega Thank says. You. But I think it was it was great to have Crosshair in this um, story be different than the rest of the Bad Batch. Because like I mentioned earlier, this is a conversation the three of us have had mm-hmm. several times over the past year. What What is the what Bad Batch going to do as things transition from Republic to Empire? And personally i i conceived of it mostly always as like them as a unit would move in the same direction would react the same way and i never i I know you did a little bit michael but i didn't personally think enough about like different reactions within the group so i think it made a lot more interesting to have somebody like uh like crosshair go a different way than the rest of the group so there's that extra tension within the team because we felt like they were so tight-knit uh and and you know, we'll see what like what that does to the rest of them emotionally that they lost one. Um, and I loved the my last little point on crossover is 
I love that they showed he the chip was working on him. One, by the fact they did try to shoot Caleb, yeah. um, but also the the chant of uh, "Good clones follow orders." Yeah. Good clones follow mm-hmm. orders. That's a throwback to um, again season six of the Clone Wars. So one of my favorite arcs with um, Clone Trooper Fives when his buddy Tup shoots the Jedi because his chip gets like activated early accidentally. And then he tries to figure out why he would do this. And he's on Camino, and he teams up with that medical droid that's the same kind as the one we saw. Um, his friend kept saying that, good clones follow orders, good clones follow orders, like he was hypnotized by the by the chip. So I thought that was a nice um, connection back to those episodes as that well. That was a good pull. And, and now, like, I feel like, the Bad Batch's mission is to find their place in this galaxy now, right? But it's also to save their brother. Like, we got to get our family back. So you do think that Croc... Guys, um, it's, a, it's a front. Listen. Someone's got to be the villain in this podcast, and usually it has to be me because you're just too nice of people. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. But I did say, I called it. I said, so I think Crosshair is going to have to turn. It may not be permanent, but um, you're right. I think it would make for a very interesting story of, hey, we've... We need to find well, where we stand here in history, but like we can't let up on him. And boy, does it beg questions about Omega. Okay, so Come first on, of Holly. all, Bring I really like Omega. Yeah, but um, I love that scene that Luke brought up where they're kind of like, you know, they've been detained, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, and they're all sitting in that cell together, and she knows, she understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, puts her little hand on his arm and is like, you're angry. And he's a little jerk to her. Mm -hmm. And then she just forgives him. And she was like, this isn't your fault. It felt very Ahsoka to me. But um, also when she's rummaging through their room, she finds a picture of all of them together. Mm -hmm. And it, like, shows that picture of all of them together. And it kind of makes you a little bit sad because you're like, that's maybe that's the last time that they're ever all going to be together. Could be. In that picture. And what a a powerful moment it was, too, when um, I think uh, one of the Kaminoans told Tarkin that there were five, you know, unique clones left, right? And they all assumed it was just Echo as as the fifth member and... Nah, nah, he's, he's a reg, they called him, and she is the fifth, mm-hmm. and at that, that's what I'm saying, that's family, we save those, that we, we save family, we, we protect family, that's why their whole mission is going to be getting their family back, getting, getting Crosshair back, and, and it's going to be tough, and maybe they will lose some of them, I don't know, but it, it makes the story that much more interesting when it's not just them all together going out and trying to find something to do. Um, but uh, Omega, I mean, guys, like, sh- is she sensing the future in that moment or is she just sensing that he has bad thoughts and I know you're gonna do something bad. It's not you. There's something else going on here. Is it just uh, some sense that she's having or is she seeing the future? Luke, I mean, were, were you getting any sense of what every, at every turn when someone would ask Omega, who are you? Where are you from? One of the Kaminoans to step in and say, we got to go. She's my medical assistant. I mean, it sounds more complicated than that. My inclination right now is that it's a bit of a red herring in that it's supposed to get us fans all in a, uh, like, all thinking it's like force sensitivity. She's um, 
some sort of clone with a hive. They got the Metachlorians in her mm-hmm. somehow, just like you know we're seeing them trying to do in, in the in the Mandalorian, try to try to clone um, and actually get somebody who's force sensitive out of a yeah. clone. Uh, but I think it's that's to throw us off. I think that's what they want us to all get all excited about and start speculating on our podcasts yeah. and everything. <laughs> but I think it's just that she's. Um, uh, Nala, I think it is, it says she's her, her medical assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she has just like a, in that role, a good understanding of the clone's biology and perhaps the chips themselves yeah. and everything. So she knows the chip is controlling Crosshair. So I know what he's going to do because of that, yeah. rather than I know because I have um, force sensitivity or the force is, is telling me. That, that's my inclination so far. Could be totally wrong. She could come out and float. Could whip out a double-edged lightsaber. Episode. We don't know. She could be hiding yeah. in, her, in her bedroom under her bed. Holly, how about you? Any Anything uh, that uh, any I, you're feeling about Omega? I 100%, I think I just kind of alluded to this a little bit. I think that she just understands what's going on with them. I yeah. think that she's been on Camino long enough. And like Luke said, she's a medical assistant. She is probably privy even as a child. Here's the thing. So children in Star Wars are kind of like the droids in Star Wars. People don't really take them seriously, so they just talk in front of kids. And children are very perceptive. Anybody with kids or who has been around kids know what I'm saying. They remember everything. They hear everything that you say. They repeat everything that you say. So I think that people just kind of talk. I mean, we saw Tarkin and Anala having a conversation right in front of her that she then repeated to Hunter later to give him a heads up. Like they just don't take her seriously that she can actually have an impact on their plans. And so I think that they've just said enough or had her around procedures enough for her to know everything that's going on with the chips. I truly think that she knows everything that's going on, or at least like she has a pretty good understanding that something that they're being controlled by something, maybe Mm -hmm. not necessarily, maybe she doesn't know like how malicious it really is. But I think she knows enough. And I think that that's what that moment between her and Crosshair was, was her just, you know, empathizing with him and being like, I know what you're going through because I know what's happening to you. Well, she's got a pretty sick shot with a blaster. She does. That's true. I got, well, she, she is a specialized clone. So there's something, Mm -hmm. something about her. I just don't think it's it's force sensitive. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I don't think that's something that the Kamen knows maybe we're even doing. But yeah, there's something at every point, you know, they're very protective of her. And you're right. She could have picked up on some of this stuff just being with the Kamen for so long and understanding being their assistant, doing all these things. You're right. But there's something there. There's something there. I want to hear from the chat. What the hell's going on with Omega? Is she the perfect clone? Is she the end? The ultimate weapon, could she just bring everyone down if she wanted to, but she's too good of a person? Who knows? Maybe she is just a simple, you know, simple clone who's joining the Bad Batch. Um, so I, I, I'm i curious to see where we're going with that. But, boy, she has a heart of gold. When she went and just sat with those guys in the lunchroom, the lunchroom, mess hall. <laughs> mess hall. Like, yeah. It, they, like like you said, I, they just look at her like, what the hell are you doing? I know this like, child won't leave us alone. Time lunch with you guys, like, and then stands up for them when they won't even stand up for themselves in that moment was freaking awesome. I was losing my mind at that moment when they threw the tray and everything. Oh, it was so awesome! Cannot believe I enjoyed that that much. Anyway, so kind of jumped ahead a little bit there, but our bad batch are sitting on a mission. 
which looks like it probably is going to be their final mission with the Republic slash Empire, sent out to end a separatist cell. Tarkin's up to something. Yeah, you, you're like, hey, wait, what separatist cell? You could have shut those droids down, and you did. What the hell are you talking about? Seems like a test. And boy, it was. We go out and we find some separatists, or as we know, as Saul Guerrero's rebels. That was, I thought that was such an awesome moment. It wasn't as long as I wanted it to be. <laughs> I need more Saul Guerrero. Please, please give us, I think he's the perfect person to be in the show. Um, but Holly, they were sitting there scoping on his camp, and you called it. You're like, they're not alone. Like, Saul's not going to let someone just come up on his camp like that. And you were dead right. Um, thought that was pretty impressive that they got even the bad batch, the ultimate killers, and they're they're just like, okay, you got us. Um, I thought that was a great moment. Ali, you see a different side of Saul. It was a a different Saul, someone who in that moment probably you know later on would have just killed those guys, no questions asked. Yeah, but gives them an opportunity to say, hey, you can change your ways. You know, we're gonna need people to fight this fight. That's a, that's a different Saul Guerrero than we've seen in a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, it kind of stands out the contrast between his interaction with uh, the Bad Batch in this episode compared to um, the Saul Guerrero that we just read about in Rebel Rising. Yeah. And so you kind of know, like, Saul's been through it. Yep. You know, and we know that he deteriorates as time goes on and yeah. he becomes very paranoid and... You know, I don't want to say, like, nutty, but, like, maybe a little nutty. Yeah. Um, but I just, it was just kind of strange to me to see, like, a trusting yeah. saw, like, this isn't worth my time. Here's your gun back. You'll make the decision that you need to make, and that's on you. It's just something tragic about it, too. Like, Luke, we were expecting a different saw, but, like, you put him between Clone Wars saw and the saw we see in Rogue One and in Rebel Rising, I mean... I feel like th this is the most trusting we've ever seen him. I don't even think he, when his sister was even alive, he wasn't as trusting of, of those around him and the support that the rebel or the Republic was trying to offer. This is a unique moment for Saul and a very tragic moment that he, he could have just beheaded these guys here. You got these guys, these stealthy, you know, bad batch elite troopers coming up on you and you just hand them their blasters right back and walk away and turn your back to the back. I was blown away by that. Yeah, surprisingly, and I jotted down like a a whole document of notes, and I didn't jot anything down <laughs> for the Onderon scene with Saw, and almost like forgot about it as we we're talking about it. And you're like, oh yeah, let's talk about this part of the show. Um, it is it is a an important part of the development of most of the Bad Batch learning truly what the new Empire is, and and Saw is that great figure to kind of give them. The, a perspective about how sort of sour things are yeah. turning. And I think it's really cool to see in, in the arc of Saw how he goes from when you meet him in the Clone Wars, he's anti-separatist, pro-republic, yeah. to then on the other side of the transition being against uh, what the Republic has become in the in the Empire now and why that is. Uh, so I think it was interesting to see. I think the reason that he is... Um, goes easy on the on the the bad batch so to speak is you know they were they had him surrounded for a minute yeah. and were observing them 
before they, you know, revealed them that they were yeah. there. So I think they heard some of the conversation they were having yeah. where like, you know, it was only Crosshair who wanted to attack yep. them. And all the other clones there were like, you know, not for that and thought they were only there to hurt droids. Yep. Um, and said like, no, we need to figure out what's going on. So I think one, he overheard a lot of that. So he knew that for the most part, this group <laughs> other than Crosshair yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't really have it out for him. Uh, and then plus he was in the complete position of power. He had taken all their weapons yeah. from them, had them surrounded by his people. And, you know, I think after talking to Hunter and sort of getting to see Hunter's perspective too, uh, that Hunter was skeptical of all yeah. the changes going on with the Imperials, that then he felt, you know, good enough about like handing his blaster back over to him and thought he would make the right decision not to <laughs> attack him at that point. So I, it wasn't like, I don't think it was overly trusting if I yeah. saw, I think he had observed enough at that point to know, okay, I had, this isn't going to be a problem for me right now. And I think we're going to see him see him down the line God, in the series, so. too. I don't think this is the, the only time we, we see I him. I hope yeah. so. I think it's a perfect time for Saul Guerrero. I also appreciate how... I know people like to hate on Saul's character, and I know that his you know tactics or yep. his methods aren't always the greatest. But in his defense, he does know what is going to happen, and he talks about it nonstop yeah. he calls it out he knows what's going to happen with palpatine he knows the way it went down is wrong where everyone else is just trying to be like look governments do crappy things all the time so mm -hmm. i was like no, no no you don't understand what is about to happen mm -hmm. and people kind of write him off as like just this crazy radical extreme rebel yeah but he is he he's on the right track you know mm -hmm. like with the exception of some of his methods, like if people would just kind of listen to him a little bit more and take him seriously, like even the bad batch, you know, they're still in denial at this point about how bad it could possibly be. You know, like what, like, what do you mean? Like Palpatine said that he was defending himself. He had to do this. Yeah. Why would he turn against our people? Yeah. But it, you start to see it kind of dawn on Hunter. You know, he's not asked like, understanding of what happened but i don't know i'm curious to see how that how that continues like how hunter's character like continues to get you know more and more critical of palpatine yeah. or if that happens yeah yeah i mean how could you not have been when that hollow is showing his disgusting yellow eyes oh my god that was the creepiest thing and rec <laughs> that was a good record exactly moment commented about how uh, messed up Palpatine <laughs> is not wrong yeah it was, it was it was pretty gross but yeah i thought that was, that was such a good moment I, I do hope we get more saul because it just it, it seems right this seems like the right time um not to take away from the bad batch too much but i think he's just a great character um, yeah, Nettie said, I yeah. would love for a psychiatrist to write an in-depth character study of Saw. Boy, it would be. I think you, you all practically did on the yeah. book. Well, that might be true. <laughs> for Big Saw we're, just, we're just not professionals. We just. Don't have a license yeah. at all. But We speculate. I, I, one thing I was wrong, I, I was hoping we'd see another boar, a baby boar gullet here. I uh, didn't get to see that. There's still time if <laughs> still he comes time. back. Yeah, we'll see in this series where he finds. God, I hope so. Where he finds baby oh boy. I hope so. I, I hope <laughs> maybe the Bad Batch will catch one and give it to him as a present. Crosshair <laughs> may be the first like study for Borgullet. Like he may, you know, maybe he'll 
Like Saw is going to capture Crosshair. Be crazy. And be, that would be kind of terrible. Yeah. See, okay. If anybody captures Crosshair, I would hope that they would turn him back over to the Bad Batch. So maybe Borgullo can do that. Take that freaking chip out. Maybe Borgullo can do that, and then over time, Borgullo starts to lose his aim. You know, like I, he used to be very accurate, and he could do what he need. Yeah, he's a little sloppy now. You may you may lose your memories. You may go crazy. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to see. Didn't see him there around the campfire. Thought we might see him there hanging out, but you know, maybe they keep him in a cage somewhere in the jungle. I'm <laughs> not sure. Um. The end. That was it. That was the show. Of the episode. They're going somewhere. I think it's Hunter that says that they, they know somebody that they're going to go see. Yep. Yeah, they say they need, they need a, friend, a friend, but they don't have They many. don't. And Hunter thinks of one. Who the hell is he it? says, go to, go to J-19. J-19. Mm-hmm. J-19 is, I think the way he said it, it was like a place. He was telling like Hunter. Uh, tech, like where to fly yeah. the ship. But the the big question is, who, who is, is at J-19? Who is it? It's not Rex. They don't know that Rex didn't turn on everybody and kill everyone. So who the... They don't know that many they people. They don't. Though. So there's a short list of people that it must possibly yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I can't think of... I mean, they've interacted with the Jedi, but they don't know that any of those people survived. It didn't show us getting transmissions from anyone. Who the hell are they going to see? Also, Is it a new character? I thought when he said J-19, I was like, well, that must be a planet. And so... Coordinates then, I guess. Yeah. Well, I looked it up, and I don't know. Let's who, go. What, who what, knows? What's it say? Who knows what the internet says, but everybody else also thinks that it's a planet. Okay. Um, and it's in a... It's in the Outer Rim... Okay, that's good because we want to get away from the this new empire, you know, <laughs> classic move. Go to the outer rim, okay? In the Sul, come on, don't know how you to can. pronounce it. Give it, it a shot. Your best. sector. Nailed it. Um, I don't know. It says the. Su- I guess the critical the critical part, Holly. Th- does it say where in the canon this appeared prior? Yeah. Like in what context? So from canon. This is just Wikipedia, so I don't okay, know if this is legitimate yeah. or not. So it says it's in the Outer Rim, it's in the Seleucami system, and it has Seleucami. Thank you. It has it. been referenced <laughs> in um, multiple episodes of the Clone Wars, one, two, three okay. different episodes of the Clone Wars, and it also appeared in episode three. Um, so we probably saw a quick shot of it. So it was in the scenes. episode Grievous Intrigue, The Deserter, and also The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. And I looked up the one on The Deserter because I remember that episode. I think that was the one where yeah. they went to that yeah. random planet and they found that other clone and he was living there with his wife, but he had deserted and they just kind of right. let him stay there. So he allegedly. Maybe it's that guy. I don't know. But supposedly this is the same system. That that guy was in. It could be, or is it Jar Jar Binks? Nettie says it's Grogu. <laughs> it's Grogu. <laughs> Get out of here, Nettie. We had a guy on the inside the whole time. I we, we knew what went down. He's I, actually the fifth. Maybe member. Jar Jar is going by J nineteen nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I immediately thought that it was Rex, but I guess that you're right. Like they wouldn't know that he's okay. But at the uh, same time, like at some point, you just have to trust. Like. They're not going to do, so 
we already have one group of people that now isn't hiding and isolating us to Jedi. We can't have the clones who don't have a faulty chip also go into hiding and yeah. just kind of like, oh, guess we're going to wait it out. Like, that doesn't really seem practical yeah. for these guys. So I just feel like at some point they have to just have a little hope and go and just see. Guess so, yeah. Scope out the situation. It could be this farmer. It could be Jar Jar. I don't know what kind of interactions they had with Jar Jar. Maybe in the Clone Wars they did. I like to think they did. So maybe, you know, maybe we'll see a Jar Jar comeback. Misa dying to see oh you, Hunter. <laughs> Jar Jar and Wrecker. Can you imagine? Together. If you see Ahmed Best, oh like, my God, I hope credited so. in the Bad Batch, I, I would die. So. That would be him and Amazing. Wrecker together would be something. That would be something. But the the guy on the deserter guy, um, I guess it's plausible they could know about him because it was like it was Rex. It was the only one who met him in that episode, and Rex, you know, agreed to not like turn him in as a deserter, like. He agreed to let him live his life there with this family that he created. And Rex was going to go back, uh, you know, to the military, go back and do his thing. Um, But as far as we know, Rex is one of the only people who knows that guy's there. But maybe he told the Bad Batch about him at some point. Um, Or like you said, Michael, um, it could be a brand new character. And they just, again, want us to spend a few days (laughs) I'm racking our brains trying to think of who it is, and it's just somebody we have yeah. no idea who they just are. Just give us yeah. a new character. I'm down for that. Yeah, absolutely. I want new. It's a new TV show. We don't yeah. know a lot about these guys. We already know what happens to everybody else. Give us a new freaking character. Yeah, and I don't even think Rex probably had that great of relations with the Bad Batch. I, I was just thinking of the 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 end of the Clone Wars. I, they butted heads a yeah, lot. Yeah, they so were disorderly, and they. I, I wouldn't think he'd be like, "Hey, I got this. I got this oasis. If shit goes south." <laughs> ever go here i just i don't know i don't know if that would i think this is someone new i mean i don't tell me it's ahsoka or anybody like that no one knows any of that shit going on no one knows who survived this is someone that they knew and trusted and didn't think it was possible that they would have been affected by what's gone on with all the other clones so also like yeah. Who knows, like, throughout the Clone Wars, like, we don't know everything that these guys mm-hmm. were getting into. They came and they went, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, free. <laughs> Jesus. But, <laughs> so, I mean, it's very possible they yeah. had to have meet, met so many different people yeah. while they were traveling around, right? Nettie says it's Luke Skywalker. God damn it, Nettie. No. He had his moment. Mark Hamill's next he cameo. He his moment. And we're moving He's on. Ten days old. <laughs> He's going to be in the Kenobi series. He's going to be in the Bad Batch. He's likely going to be in the Taika Waititi movie. Um, that's I've, I made that up. Oh, I was like, what? Dude, made it up. Made it up. But uh, I love Luke Skywalker. I just, I, it wouldn't make any sense. Because he would be an well, Not even just because of that. But the other characters I'm thinking of, like the more serious candidates, Can you imagine? wouldn't make sense. Luke is Obi-Wan so Kenobi strong. Wouldn't make sense. He's so strong with the Force that even at 10 days old, he's making decisions and traveling be through crazy. the galaxy. The dude can't even eat anything in The Mandalorian, so he's definitely not. Are we talking about Grogu? Is that what you said? Luke Skywalker? Also probably can't eat anything <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> <It's> so. like, <laughs> just bantha milk. Yeah, he's just sipping on bantha milk. Like, hey, we know this guy. Now, here's the thing. If this J-19 is, like, freaking Tatooine or something, it's, like, coordinates, I'm like, God, please. 
please. I know it's the outer rim, but we don't need to go back to Tatooine. We really just don't need that. Um, yeah, unless they're going to go live with the Tusken Raiders for a while, like Din did, probably get away, learn new culture. That'd be awesome. See Wrecker in a larger Tusken suit oh my God. on a Bantha. You know, it would be fun <laughs> if they did, like, uh, um, yeah. God, what's that show? What was that guy's name? Hey, dude. He would go, the cooking, he would, like, go around the world and he there's would, like, There's, like, 20,000 shows. No, there's, like what, the guy just died. There's, Thank Anthony, you. Bourdain. Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Um, but it's with the Bad Batch, and they all have to try cultural foods <laughs> in different parts of the galaxy. You know what? We're retiring. We're just gonna, you know, become food critics. Instead of somebody feed Phil, it's somebody feed Wrecker. Oh my God, he probably uh, yeah, he probably eats a ton. So I'm sure he does. He's a large, a large <laughs> man. Probably, uh, out in the outer rim, probably a lot of snakes do. If I were to guess. Ew. Yeah. So maybe. Okay, yeah, they'll swing by Dagobah to get that snake yeah. recipe, you know. Or maybe they got wind. Maybe they got a transmission from Yoda. Maybe Yoda foresaw these guys, you know, not turning. He's like, hey, you guys need to hide out. There's a guy on Tatooine. You know, he'll hook you up with a, a, a nice snake stew. If you can't, head on over to the Dagobah. I'll be there. I can also hook you up with some snake stew. That's gross. I'm not <laughs> a fan of any of that. Just saying. What other what other people out there that, that have survived that we know of? I mean, it could be anybody. I don't know. Could be. The the options are endless. Maybe they had good relations with Padme. They're like, oh, she definitely... Oh. Okay, R.I.P. R.I.P. Padme. Jeez Louise. I know. I know, it's sad. Savage. Sa- savage, bro. Bruh. <laughs> Too soon. That was great. So, I don't know. Is anyone else, any other serious candidates out there? No serious candidates. Well, since you brought up Padme and since she's been in oh, the comics, yeah. uh, there's Sabe oh. floating around oh, out there. Oh. But who, why would these guys have anything Friend to do with her? Friend of the clones. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be sick. She joins. That'd uh, be awesome. Or is it Fennec Shan? Yeah. We know she's no. in the show. No? Well, yeah, we know she's in the show. Maybe. It is. But why, you know, like yeah. I, I have, I have this, and this is my fault, but I have this whole idea of Boba and her, you know, both getting the job to go find the clones and oh. then they become friends. It has to be Hondo. Hey, <laughs> oh, that's my, that's my Watto. Um, <laughs> well, it could I'm going to need be. a moment to tap into him. Okay. Well, phrasing, first of all, phrasing. but secondly, <laughs> just a moment. Look, I was just kidding, but if you think of people who are op- no, opportunists. Why is that? Just kidding. He's in every Star Wars animation. Look, I think I'm it's just a saying, perfect, perfectly reasonable idea. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just saying, like. That's probably I the mean, best, actually the best guess we've heard. Yes. He's got, yeah. I mean, probably a little hideout. He's got some. Yeah weapons and exactly. some knowledge that actually i mean i would believe that i would actually believe it bring a little humor into it maybe he'll be a little less terrifying than he was in the clone wars well yeah i think maybe, maybe we see his transition to not so <laughs> terrible of a person um but i think that's a great guess he's literally been in almost every animated star war so besides resistance i don't think he had any appearances there a great pull, Holly. Thank you. That's a great Although Nettie pull. just said yeah. when they were going up to Saw's camp, he was hoping that Hondo would be there. He's just hanging out by the fire. <laughs> I wasn't the only one with Hondo on the brain, apparently. He steals their ship. So when much Hondo long. I know. I know. Pining after Hondo. 
it's that sounds like <laughs> it's a, a great new dating show. After dark segment, actually. <laughs> no. Maybe. Hello. Whoa. I wouldn't want to encounter Hondo in the dark. No, that would be terrifying. Be honest. Honestly, that would though, be when very you guys, when they were yeah. on that planet where they were going to find the insurgents, yeah. it I felt like we were in Jurassic Park. There's a dinosaur-esque amphibian or something there. Yeah, like multiple. Right. Yeah, that was. And creepy. I was like, wait a second, waiting for you the. Thought they were Rex. bursting through the doors. Welcome to Jurassic. No way. Park. In terms of movies that have given me nightmares when I've seen them, Jurassic Park was, like, one of the first movies to give me nightmares when I was a kid. So What was was it that gave you? Was it the raptor? Was it the T-Rex? Was it the guy that had the the flaps? No, it wasn't any of those. (laughs) It was actually... The toilet scene? Yes, but (laughs) it was a very specific... Never gone to the bathroom again. It was a very specific part of that scene. It was when they're in the car, and it's raining, and they're just stopped there, and they're watching the goat, and then... The kid has a binoculars, and then he looks at the cup on the dashboard, mm-hmm. and the water starts shaking, and it's yeah. thundering out that scene. This is why we have so many cups of water around the house. Holly will have one sit there, <laughs> and there'll be a vibration of some sort. She'll see T-Rex it. T-Rex I have to know. walk away. Yeah, my, detec- hey, my T-Rex detectors. Hey, a cup of water is great for a couple things. Letting you know when a T-Rex is coming. Also uh, could destroy uh, invader aliens, we now know. Um, well, also, Hollywood, because she hasn't seen the movie Signs. Also, water well, is Gibson life. Is prepared for all contingencies. What? Signs? <laughs> I think I've seen that. You haven't. Okay. Because I was going, we were going to watch it there, and you're like, that's too scary. I don't want, you're like, I want a scary <laughs> movie. And I was like, how about Signs? You're like, not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch Emily Goes to Paris. I'm like, that's not a horror movie. Oh. <laughs> but it's funny. Horror movie. <laughs> anyway. Listen. Yeah. What do you got to do? I don't know. Apparently not see Hondo in the episode one of The Bad Batch. Well, now I have a question. Is Jurassic Park one of the greatest movies of all time? I mean, it is a great movie. One of the greatest movies of all time. I think so. Yeah. Luke? Looks like haven't seen it. Uh, it's one of haven't the, seen it. Yeah. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. So it's it got to be up one. there. It is a good one. See? And also it has some of the greatest lines in it. Yeah. Which I love. It has very strong female characters, which I love. Um, Yes, yeah. But also, like, the way that they filmed, like, the (laughs) sounds and stuff, like, it was just so impressive. Yeah. Well, I I love that you brought up the lines. We've really gone off the rails, but I have to say this real quick. One of my favorite lines has a Star Wars connection slightly. Let's go. It's a Samuel L. Jackson line in the in the movie, it's hold on to your butts. <laughs> and we we're about to flip the power back on. Yeah. And I love that line. I say it all the time. And then if you're in, from the Columbus area, or they even known somewhat nationally, if they, we have a local clothing company called oh. Homage. And I was in the store at Easton and my son was like uh, one and a half, two years old, and we were in there, and we were just like looking for some shirts to grab, and they had one that was a T Rex, oh. and around it it said "Hold on <laughs> to you your butts," size two T, and I bought it, and I brought it home, <laughs> and my wife was not very oh. happy about that shirt. <laughs> like, I don't know if he can run around with this on, <sighs> so I he's only ever he, he's long outgrown it at this point. Uh, but I think we only ever had him wear it around the house mostly because she wasn't a huge fan of him going around. Well, with Luke, it on. spoiler alert for the misses. Uh, now we're going to get you one in an adult size for you to wear. For you to wear, <laughs> and that, she's going to have to be okay with it. 
Like, it's just going to have to happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll all get them. Hold on to your butts. But instead of the T-Rex, it's going to be Hondo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, actually, one of the greatest things Jurassic Park related is uh, if you go on YouTube, type in uh, Jurassic oh Park. Is it Recorder? Is that what it is? Jurassic Park Recorder. So you all know when they show up to the park and they see the, uh, I think it's a brontosaurus for the first time. Uh, our main guy, what's his face, kind of is in awe and the music's building up. Well, this video goes through that sequence and then right when the, 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 the climax of the, of, the, of the music hits, it cuts to this guy playing the theme on his recorder. <laughs> and it's one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. So do yourself a favor when the stream is done, go watch that and also send it to somebody. People who open that up that have no idea what's happening. Is that like the, the new Rick Roll? <laughs> yes. Jory Rick Rolled everybody in the group a couple of weeks ago. Jory used to do ago. a lot worse than Rick Rolling to people back in the day. <laughs> I'm thinking meat spin was a big one for him. I don't I don't I don't care. We don't, don't want to get into that. Shout out to Jory. Shout out to Jory. Jory said that Signs he said Signs is a great movie. Signs is a great movie. But he also agreed Jurassic Park is one of the greatest of all time. It is. Jurassic Park might be the GOAT. Signs might be one of Mel Gibson's last decent movies. Oh, what happened to him? He went well, cuckoo. What's happened to him? Yeah, it's we can't even talk about it actually. Oh. <laughs> They'll send us a season <laughs> to shut it order. down. Um, but no, guys, this was a, a fantastic Star Wars day. A lot of awesome content. I saved some money. We had a rave here live. You didn't hear the rave, but you saw the rave, which was cool. Holly didn't participate in the rave. We did an, we did encore. an encore rave. Mm -hmm. Holly didn't participate again. Didn't. She is the wet blanket of the podcast. We all know it. Thank um, you. And now you've all seen it. But it, this was a great, I hope you guys all had a great day. Um, get in that group. What did you guys do today? Michael uh, wants anything? to know it I want to know. What, did you <laughs> buy something cool? Am I the only collector here? Um, I think I think one of our group members was going to Disney World today. That's right. She posted that. I'm wow. freaking jealous as I'll get out. Big um, time. She had a super cute mask. It had little baby Yoda on awesome. it. Super awesome. Yeah. All decked out to the nines. And boy, I cannot wait to actually get to go there. I can't wait for celebration. There's so much to look forward to. Essentially, what I'm telling you guys is Star Wars is dead. <laughs> That's not what I got from Star that. Wars is dead. Uh, I they ruined it. Disney ruined it. Yeah. Actually, specifically Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. I Get mean, right. look at all this garbage that we've been talking about. I know. For hours. I think she actually For had weeks. a role in Jurassic Park, too. So I'm just saying. Shit. May have been an executive producer on that film. <laughs> Which one? Jurassic Park. Not Signs. <laughs> Actually, somebody checked that IMBD. I think she actually was. Oh, for real? Producer. Jurassic. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Anyway. She worked at Spielberg. She has. That's why it's coming to mind. I think she, I think she actually did. But I, Star Wars is dead. I don't know what else to tell you guys. It's probably the last live stream slash podcast we'll ever do about Star Wars again because it's dead. No good content. No, no good, good content. Books. Garbages. <laughs> Too much garbages in Star Wars. No, I kid, guys. I, I cannot believe how much I enjoyed the, this this episode of The Bad Batch. You know, I went in, you know, not too hyped today, but I was like, I'm, I'm pumped. We're getting new Star Wars. And now I'm on the train. Like, it felt it just felt like Clone Wars. I care about these characters. I'm super excited to see Saw again. It was super cool that we got to see Caleb Doom. Not too much. Just a little taste, uh, but made us really care about what was going on. 
Um, I know how that sounded really terrible when I was talking about a Padawan, Holly. I saw you kind of grimace there when I said just a taste. Yeah. I realized how wrong that sounds. Um, So do we get the next episode on Friday or next Friday? Friday. This Friday, the 7th. Guys, I don't know if we'll be doing a live stream. We might not. We might just do an episode this weekend about it. But we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling um, and see what's going on there. But this was just, you know. Not really a last-minute setup, but it, w- it was – we haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah. I enjoy live streaming because yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Usually something technically wrong. Yeah. Usually. AKA people can't hear us. That's right. I also want to get into some gaming. I Again, know. That would be it's fun. It's been way too long, and I had a lot of fun doing that. So, uh, hey, maybe live stream is making a comeback here on Flying Casual, but uh, I, I appreciate you guys that tuned in. Uh, we freaking love you for doing it and interacting with us. That That's what makes these really special is getting to interact with you guys and, and, and bounce ideas off of you. Um, phrasing, um, that didn't make any sense. It's late. The alcohol is kicking in at this point. <laughs> sweating in this sweatshirt. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, it's fine. But you guys are awesome. I, I Once again, I hope you had an awesome, awesome, awesome Star Wars day. Um, looking forward to more of the Bad Batch. Let's get into that group. Let's talk about what's to come. Is Omega the, you know, is she the most Force-sensitive being of all time? Jeez. I mean, could be. Luke says no. Holly says a big yes. Big, I didn't Big say yes from Holly. Sh- sure. I, I, are we going to lose Crosshair forever, or is ultimately, you know, we got to go We got to go get our brother back. He's coming back. Are we going to have a whole Bad Batch or a whole Sad Batch? Technically, if Crosshair goes back, I think Sad Batch sticks a lot more. Okay, all right. Right, that's all right. fair. I'll that's take fair. it. So, guys, I'm looking forward to who is this character that we are going to see. I want to see some speculation. If someone says Boba Fett, we're kicking you out of the group, okay? He had his moment. He had his moment. So, he's not on J-19. He's not on J-19. He's going to show gotcha. up in the show, but this ain't like the Mandalorian, okay? No boots and spurs on this one. <laughs> But we'll find out. Boots who, with the spurs. Boots with the spurs. <laughs> the whole cantina was looking at hers. <laughs> I thought you were about to sing Garth Brooks. Wow. Garth Brooks. I don't even think I can, I don't even think I know one. And that called the thing a rodeo. Come on, uh-huh, don't stop. Uh-huh. I don't remember no, all the really Luke wasn't a big Garth Brooks fan in the 90s. I was as a kid all the time, yeah. Thank God we've moved on from that, amen. Silence. <laughs> he says, actually, Mike, I still go to his concerts. He uh, actually muted himself so he doesn't have to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, that is our cue. It's oh, been shit. a lot of fun tonight. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Chewy sends his regards. He hopes you're doing well. Um, you'll hear from us again, guys. We'll see you about a live stream. We'll definitely let you know. We appreciate it. We love you. Take care of each other. And may the force be with you.